Craft Beer Radio episode 502 on the first day of summer, Friday, June 21st, 2019. Happy summer or summer solstice, everybody. Uh, this is but, Jeff. Oh, those summer nights. Jeff. This is Greg. And this is Craft Beer Radio, the internet's longest running beer podcast. And tonight we have some beers that we picked up. Some of these from House of Thousand Beers. Some, I think, came in... in yeah, that was no, from all from House of Thousand yeah. Beers. Or no, these ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they all have. Uh, Look at that. They all have little stickers on them that says "We bought them." Let's do this one first. That's what I was thinking too. So uh, our our crafty non-craft beer, technically of the night, uh, from <laughs> from Ballast Point. This is something that we saw. We're like, okay. I mean, who knows? But who knows? But I'm interested in trying it. It's a Spruce Tip Sculpin IPA. Now, Sculpin is one of the ones they, they do a lot of different flavors with. Um, there's been Watermelon Sculpin, which is... No, one that of, was Dorado. That was Dorado. Okay, yeah. well, that's one of the worst beers I've ever they had. They do Pineapple and Habanero. Mm-hmm. And... Habanero is one of the best beers you've ever had. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extremes. Seven percent alcohol by volume, seventy IBU. Trying to see if there's a date on this. It's not easily discernible. This is a limited availability, so I mean, we got this like a month or so ago, right? So mm-hmm. it's questionable whether it would be still be available if it's a limited one, but who knows? The aroma is not. Super hoppy, which is interesting because when I popped the crap, when I popped the cap, I, I smelled like sprucey hoppiness. But mm-hmm. now it's in the glass, I smell more of the malt. Right? It's it's interesting because to me it was it, it, the first thing I smelled was like spruce tips, mm-hmm. like big, not quite piney, almost a little minty spruce mm-hmm. tips. Then, then it turned into sort of a more. Um, yeah. more Doherty hop and that's still where it's at for me now okay a little oniony I moved on to the flavor it is sabarusi and it's citrusy there's an onion thing in there there's I don't a minty hate that. thing I don't hate that at least the okay. first sip it's different. It's very different. It's, it's very potent. Yeah, it's kind of like mint tea. Mm-hmm. Um with a with a side of apricots. There's there's weird things going on there. Yeah. Hmm. Tastes old. Tastes a little old, yeah. But what this is making me think is that mint and beer might not be a terrible mixture. Like, if you can mm-hmm. dial that in, and I think that you'd have to lower some of the oniony notes. Yeah. But if you got more sort of berry things and mint in here, 
that might be really interesting. I don't know about like, oh, this is the this is the flavor that's going to take over the world. Right. But like something interesting where it wouldn't be terrible, and you'd be like, oh, I kind of dig that. Mm-hmm. When I said it was tasting old, it's because kind of just a little flat, like not carbonation flat on the end, but like just flavorful flat on the end. Yeah, like There's... like there were. It feels like there were little bits of the flavor that are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but um, the malt tastes a little stale. But that doesn't it doesn't really come through to to as a good description. Try yeah. like how would there's a little bit of cardboard there, a little bit of wet cardboard. Yeah. Um it feels like it was it, it had more dynamics to it at mm-hmm. one point. Like a sort of taste where those were like the holes that, that were left behind. As opposed to not as opposed to them not being there, I sort of mm-hmm. taste their holes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the flavors are, again, if you don't know, if you haven't had enough experience to figure out what a hop-faded beer tastes like, mm-hmm. this one's pretty stereotypical hop-faded. The malts are a little bit stale. The the hops are leaving a bitterness. There's not much of the brightness left. The spruce is in there that's helping it a little bit mm-hmm. because it's still fairly bright. It's one of those things that we didn't really get a hold of until maybe 10 years at least. <laughs> Oh, being the, able to taste the hop-faded beer? Being able to really yeah. taste old beers versus new beers and, yeah. and fresh beers. And and I I don't think we really actually got a handle on it until a couple of years ago when fresh beers became a lot more common. Yeah. And then it became something like, oh, I can really taste a difference. Yeah. Um, even with, like, when you make your own beer, there's other things that go along with that. And even if you get a fresh beer from a brewery, it's not necessarily the same mm-hmm. as a beer that's been, like, loaded with a bunch of hops that's super fresh. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have enough experience with it, then you can't tell anyway. So, I mean, for most people, this would be fine. But for for people who are like chasing that mm-hmm. that uh, that youngness, <clears throat> yeah, it's a curse. Don't develop your palate. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Um, as, as we as we've mentioned and um, definitely discovered, that's mainly problem with hoppy beers mm-hmm. uh the the not so hoppy beers they can age should be fine lagers you, you know you can you can go with a couple months mm-hmm. uh stouts you, if they're good you can go even a couple of years yeah stronger more ageable they are mm-hmm. if it's a live beer if it's bottle conditioned helps maintain it doesn't stale as fast things like that but I I kind of like this. I mean, I think it would be really even better fresh. It'd be cool to try fresh. But I like with more grapefruit flavor in there. I mean, because I mean that's mm-hmm. typically like what Sculpin has. Yeah, right? yeah. So if you have more grapefruit flavor in there, I, I, you yeah, you get sort of this grapefruity kind of minty thing with a bit of pine in there. Mm-hmm. I think it could work really well. There's something there. There's something to say about this this combo. I think their Sculpins tend to be really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's their Dorado. So you like you like the the Dorado, the normal Dorado. Yeah. I was I've never been really a fan, but you like the, the normal Dorado. Yeah, I mean it's been a long, long time since I've had it. Mm-hmm. Don't drink too much Ballast Point these days. I don't think it would be terrible. I don't think you'd hate it. No, I think it, yeah, yeah. I, I think I liked it. We should try watermelon Dorado again next time we see it. <laughs> 
Didn't we? Didn't we try it the second time? It was still terrible. Yeah, did we? We should try it a third. Time. I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta keep asking for punishment. Sometimes you do. It's true. Okay. You gotta keep testing yourself, and then you can't. You have to make sure you're not fooling yourself. Yep. You have to. Yep. All right. So new to us brewery, Gun Hill. Hayes Complex from Gun Hill in uh, the Bronx, I believe. This is a New England-style pale ale with uh, Motueka, Rakao, and Waimei hops. Mm-hmm. Waimea? Sounds familiar, yeah. Rakao is R-A-K-A-U. Waimea is W-A-I-M-E-A. 5.2% alcohol volume. All right, pours almost like a wheat beer, so it's kind of pale and lightly cloudy. I should have rolled the can before I opened it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if it gets, based on the pictures that I see here, well, some of them are, are I don't know, it depends on the lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pale, yeah, I think wheat beer is a good way to describe it. It's pale, a bit hazy, not super hazy. Aroma's kind of tight. Like there's not, it's not giving up a bunch. Mm-hmm. Getting a little bit of like a vanilla thing. I don't know if that's because I heard you say Motueka or whether I'm actually smelling a vanilla on it. Could have been suggestion for sure. Let's see if there's any. Oh, it doesn't get much hazier. No. So. Just a little bit of swirl and try to pour a bit and see if any haze came in. Not really. So at least it doesn't look like they're using flour in here. <laughs> Under the flavor. Hmm. That's interesting, right? Because it's a thinner body. has a lemony thing going on. Mm. I don't think it's an infection, though. It seems to, it seems to be... No, it seems... It's, it fits. Yeah. It it kind of reminds me a little bit of lemon drop, mm-hmm. um, like more lemony than lemon yeah. drop. Um, lemon drop is a type of hop. Mm-hmm. For those who are unaware, Motuek is one of those ones that that is a chameleon. It plays lots of different roles. Yeah. Uh, it can go. Do you think this has like a pasty type of body to it? Like I'm wondering if there is flour or something. Like I just got this like pasty feel in my tongue. I think it's a little dry, but I'm, I'm not tasting a flower. Oh, you thing. know what? There is kind of a brute IPA type flavor profile in here too. It's the dryness. The... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think I was just making misrecognizing it. Yeah. I was comparing it to your run of the mill hazy, but if you think of it like a brute, so I don't know if this has the enzymes to kind of drop the body out of it. Um, but it definitely feels more like a brute than. It feels like a hazy. Yeah, but but it has a, it has a nice hazy like flavors, kind of. At least it, it's more. It, it's not nearly as bitter as uh, as I've seen some you know as some IPAs get, mm-hmm. and as I've seen some brutes go. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm not like over the moon with it. It's just sort of fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a vanilla cream thing in there, or, or maybe like a an orange cream. 
a little bit light. It's not it's not like creamsicle, but mm-hmm. it's a light little hint of it. Yeah, it feels like maybe this is what you do. I mean, just because just looking at, at mm-hmm. the consistency, it's like this is like a half hazy almost. Yeah. Like this, they didn't go super in with the hops mm-hmm. in order to get all that hop gunk in there, but they went in enough to get some of it. Sure. So maybe that's what the, you get um, if you go half hazy. Spice is like building up on my mouth, like the hop, like spice part of it. Like just back of my throat, on my tongue, it's starting to build. So it's getting more and more spicy each sip. Another one where I wonder how bright it would have been like right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. We don't have a date on it, but mm-hmm. I suspect, I mean, it's been a, it's been in your fridge for at least a month. Yeah. 5.2% EBV. Keep cold. It's yeah. definitely something about the hazies that you want to keep them. You want to keep them cold. You want to keep them fresh. Mm-hmm. And generally, you want to keep them in cans. I haven't met a good hazy in a bottle. Hmm, that's an interesting proposition. Can I say that I have? Other than a growler, I mean, of course. Sure. I mean, most of yeah, most of my experience has been draft beer. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about freshness and how big a role freshness plays. And, yeah, absolutely. Like, with the breweries we have around town these days, I mean, um, in the past couple weeks, I've been to the Brew Gentleman. I was at Hitchhiker and Dancing Gnome last night. Um, Good beers, man. (laughs) Anyone who thinks Hazy's a fad... I was, oh, so I went to I uh, went to the beers of the Berg Beer Festival last Saturday, mm. and um, I was talking with these guys. They have a brewery in Homestead. It's not Voodoo. They have a new one just opening called Enix, and the brewer was one of these opinionated guys mm-hmm. making classic styles. And I was started like I was a little. It was at the end of the beer fest, so. mm. and I I, I, <clears throat> I didn't think I was arguing with him, but one of the things he said was that. Uh, just you wait until people start getting kidney failure from all these hazies. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? I, I, I haven't looked into it yet. I, I mean, you can get kidney failure from too much alcohol. I don't know what the haze like, why hazy I, I pay. That sounds like some... some but this dude QAnon is, conspiracy. This, this dude's BS. like, I'm just gonna make 1990s brew pub style beers, and people are gonna come around. As soon as the kidney failure starts to happen, I'm sure his brewery will kick right off. Yeah. Meanwhile, you look at the line that's like Hitchhiker and Dancing No, mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire like super long lines. Hey, if hazy is a cause of kidney failure, I'd want to know. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I don't understand. Like, there's there's some dots you need to connect yeah. there. I mean, this guy is like not apparently like is the brewer at a brewery in Barcelona too, and in Homestead, Pennsylvania. Smart um, people can be yeah. dumb sometimes too. Yeah. That's another yeah, thing. Oh no, I know. I mean, I'm still drinking hazies. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you could live to be a hundred if you don't drink beer. Well, not worth it. 
you know, I and I've seen like the people who were 112 and had a glass of whiskey every day, right? So, I mean, there, there's extremes. You look at how many people have died. They're the outlier. They're the sure. But you could always be an outlier too. You could always win win the lottery. One in a million. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this one. Okay. Another crafty beer. Is it? Is Cigar City crafty? Yeah, are they, who are they owned by? Is it? Oh, it's somebody. Uh, somebody. Or maybe maybe it's the Oscar Blues guys. Maybe so it's still crap. I don't know. Uh, this is Oatmeal Raisin Cookie, a brown ale uh, with cinnamon raisins and lactose. Uh, April to June 2019. So it should be still available for a couple, a couple more weeks probably. Yeah, so they have you know, their normal brown ale is the Maduro. That's a pretty good one because I think it uses like raw cane sugar or something mm-hmm. like that. It gives a really cool flavor. So when we saw this one, I mean, hopefully it, it is a good take on a oatmeal raisin cookie and not like something Southern Tier likes to do. I wish okay. they had. Oh, there, there, there's stats. Five point five percent alcohol by volume, twenty five IBU. Did we talk about that platform beer, the Prantles Almond Tort Cake beer? No. Okay, so. Platform Brewing Cleveland are opening a brewery here in Garfield in Pittsburgh neighborhood, and they paired up with a local bakery, which I guess they won like best cake in the country. Or yeah, something. there was some big thing about Prantles is the best cake from like Huffington Post or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so Platform paired up with them and they made it's a, a good cake. They made a beer based on the Prantles thing, and I was expecting like Southern Tears like creme brulee mm-hmm. or something too sweet. No, it's it's not too sweet, and it's really freaking awesome. Well, the nice thing about the bitter almond tort is there's a bitterness to it yeah. that that helps to uh, turn the sweetness into something more appealing. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but the, the that if you see it, like Stokes down at McKnight, it has it for sure. Like regularly, the last couple of times I've been there, it's been on tap, and uh, it's. It's it's worth it. I mean, it's a dessert beer still, still right? But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't cross anywhere close to cloyingly or gimmick. It's, like, legit. Also, like, so this has cinnamon, lactose, and raisins, and I can definitely like smell a sort of, like, horchata-type thing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah, the cinnamon's pretty potent. Is definitely roast raisin is, is coming through. Is it? I think so. The malt's also pretty prevalent there. Mm-hmm. Getting this brown malt type thing, it smells a lot like a brown ale. It smells a lot like the Maduro, the regular brown ale. It's probably the same base, right? Yeah, they, it, they is. Might not, it is. Actually. Oh, it is actually yes. They might not use the cane sugar, but and lactose to just give it. A, I think probably a little sweetness to to offset some of the mm-hmm. cinnamon. Onto the flavors, cinnamon. At least on that first sip, it's all cinnamon. Mm. Mm. I guess raisin actually came through in the late aftertaste. I mean, on that first sip for me, it was like too much cinnamon. But I did get some raisin while I was complaining about it. That first sip tastes like an oatmeal raisin cookie. Hmm, not for me. It does, because there's a brown sugar bit there, too. And when the dessert, when beers like this come out, I expect the first couple sips to mm-hmm. really to, to 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 nail what it's saying, and then later it's going to evolve into something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's rare that a beer stays the same throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it evolves into something good, that's good. So far, that first sip was to me very okay. reminiscent of oatmeal raisin cookie. 
to me, I mean, the cinnamon's more in line with the snickerdoodle, like with a big cinnamon over the top. Oh, it's a, a yeah. well, yeah, it's a it's a good dose of cinnamon yeah. in that oatmeal raisin cookie. But so the question is, is there oats in here? Well, that's I uh, see. Uh, that's what I'm not getting. I'm. I mean, to me, the raisins, the raisin flavor is not potent enough. And to me, I mean, because one of my favorite cookies is a oatmeal raisin. And I'm I'm getting more like I said I'm getting more of a snickerdoodle which is also another good cookie. It's a good cookie. The cinnamon is is almost getting spicy on my tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's potent. There, yeah. there, there's and it, this is the uh, cassia. So this is the um, not the fruity cinnamon, but the more the deeper mm-hmm. spicier cinnamon, yeah. which is the right thing for this. The fruitier cinnamon wouldn't work. The fruitier cinnamon is is better in some applications and not better in others. I don't so much taste the lactose. I thought it'd be, it would be neat if they would have done the more estery, like Belgian, like yeast or something on this, like give it a bit of a quad type thing. I think that could go in weird ways. Yeah, maybe. I would just want the raisins. I want more raisins. I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think that, like, this flavor could go off Yeah. when you add you could, fruity estery things. It could, it could like, decimate mm-hmm. the cookie part of it or something like that. And it tastes like pears. And Yeah. yeah. And and even then, like, some fruit things could, could mess with the malt thing and, and, and make the cinnamon mm-hmm. not work at all. Uh, yeah. and, and they could take away the raisins. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, in some sense... If it would, if it, if they nailed it, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Like the, yeah. some a slight bit of fruitiness added in here with a slight dimensionality would be awesome. But man, they would have to nail it. Yeah. Here, I think that close is, is good enough. Yeah, it's the oatmeal raisin cookie from Scar City, Tampa, Florida. I think it works. I do. I I really think it works. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm going to get a whole keg of oatmeal raisin cookie and bring mm-hmm. it to, to the next party. But as like an occasional treat, I don't, I, I think it's, I think it works. I'm going to have to get some of that Prantles for you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the best, like, it's it's up there with the short stuff. Yeah. It's up there with the strawberry shorts cake and things like that. That's cool. I would definitely like that. But like okay, so where does like so where does a beer like this fit? If you're, I mean, I think if you're grabbing singles, this is a good one to, to grab. If yeah. you're, um, when would you grab a six pack of this? If you wanted to keep it and use it as like a aperitif occasionally, mm-hmm. that would work, I suppose. But this is not like a beer Sunday. This would be <laughs> really good. No vanilla ice cream in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you meant like. Sunday grab no. six pack. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> no. There's like no shame in putting ice cream in your beer. No, and, not at all. And putting vanilla in this one. Vanilla would work really well with this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It would almost give it some of that things that you're asking for the Belgian stuff, mm-hmm. right? It, it would add a little bit of freeness and it would add a little bit of of extra dimension. It would work with the lactose and, and get some creaminess in there. Oh yeah. I think this. Yeah, and and. And the, the cinnamon, the cinnamon be... plays with it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go back out and get some more of these and get some ice cream. Yeah, and, and you could even then reduce this and make it into a syrup and pour it over the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Even better. You'd have I think that would be better than any caramel or or, or chocolate syrup you could buy. 
All right, I'm going to have to go find some oatmeal raisin cookie and put some ice cream in it. All right, let's go back to our next... Hop. So my rating on the end, that definitely improves if it had, if ice cream is available. <laughs> For sure. Oh, life in the clouds. Life in the clouds. Life in the clouds. Uh, from Collective Arts Brewing. This is a new, new England IPA f- with Simcoe and Mosaic. Sounds like a good place to start. I mean, yeah, those are that's a good combination in general. It's looking hazier than the other one, right? That's a it. It's got the same sort of color, but it's way hazier, and like I can't see you through it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Weird label. It's a bathtub with a bubble bath and. What what is, there are what is a, in the bathtub? So there are a, apparently, according to oh. the images here, a bunch of different labels they oh, threw okay. on this one. So I don't start. I think it's just you know what this almost seems like. Oh oh oh, okay, okay. Look at this part here. Okay. Oh, so they paired music with it. Yeah, huh? we should cue this up. What's the band? Frankie Cosmos. Okay. The song is Jesse. J E S S E. Give me a second to load up my uh, music thing. Frankie. Was it Frankie? Cosmos. Cosmos. Jesse? Jesse. Okay. Well, and this is. It's from the album Vessel. Album cover. Okay. This is what the beer tastes like. Alright, so the aroma on this one, it has a little bit of like lemon and creamsicle. Collective Arch is in Wanakee, Wisconsin. Okay. It's, it's, it's a little Simcoe, so there's a little bit of yeah. onion anything. Kind of greenish mango. Yeah. yeah. This is totally... I'm digging the music. <laughs> this is like yeah. my style. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the beer? Has a nice smooth body mm-hmm. to it, not too bitter. It gives you a little bit of yeah. I mean, it's kind of mango up front, where you're getting a little bit of passion fruit papaya on the flavor. Not so much, not so much mango, but more passion fruit papaya for me. But then the Simcoe plays a little bit, and it gets a little. It's oniony, but in a good way, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not overpowering. Yeah, right, it's right, just, yeah. It's just a little sulfury. It's a little piney. Just to piney. give you that, you know, yeah. it's 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 like the bitterness. It gives you mm-hmm. a little bit of a punch along with it to, to give you some dimensionality. It doesn't overwhelm the other sensations. And I think that the like the mosaic is, is more coming through than mm-hmm. Simcoe is. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, I like how the mosaic is not like just... Mango pops. Right, right. Right, how it's it's a little bit different. The more I drink it, the more papaya I see mm-hmm. come through. 
papaya, orange, mm -hmm. tangerine. Oh yeah, tangerine's a good call. Yeah, I mean, in general impression is this is just a good drink and hazy. Yes, this right. is something that I would not be, uh, I, I would not be mad at when I, if I got this mm -hmm. when I went to a bar and asked for you know the hazy IPA and the port. I was like, yes, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. From baseline, it's probably a little more tart and bitter, but it has a but it's it's a nice it's a nice facet on yeah. this beer. Right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not complaining that it's too tart or too bitter, but it, it leans that way. But it's an interesting facet, kind of makes it a little more. It's kind of maybe grapefruit or uh, bitter orange or something that's mm -hmm. coming through a little bit more. And now I have a band to listen or a songwriter to listen to because that's yeah. awesome. Because I mean that was yeah, that was Cosmos. good. That was it's the according to the stuff on Google Music, it's the the stage name of American singer songwriter Loretta Klein. I like that song at the very least. Yeah, I mean it's because mellow is not like kind of it's kind of slacker rock a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't like, rocking, but it was like yeah. it, I mean, it, and it was wasn't the kind of thing that was all the, the time. The, the funny, was, the interesting thing is. Welcome to the music podcast. Yes. She had this like sweet little like high pitched voice mm -hmm. and like kind of the the pavement type guitars on it. Yeah. Know? And it, like I was like, well, that's a, that's an interesting choice, but you know, it got used to it. it real it's quick. not um yeah. it's not necessarily uncommon. Uh I think I've played some songs by um another another one who's like why why can't I remember the name um of uh Talk for a second while I look it up. <laughs> All right, so Life in the Clouds. Courtney Barnett, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cool song. Life in the Clouds from Collective Arts Brewing. And uh, the song, yeah. the, the band was Frankie Cosmos. The song was Jesse. The album was Vessel, and and the the image is the cover of the album Vessel. The image on the it's an interesting way to label your cans. I like it. You get the album art. Collective Arts, right? It's not yeah. just yeah. The brewing art, it's the music art as well. And you get you get small enough artists they'll be happy to have mm -hmm. kind of this kind of Yeah, it's exposure. Yeah. And uh I would not be upset to have this beer with me, especially that was I mean, because it's it's a it's light mm -hmm. enough, but it also has a punch to it and it doesn't and it has some dimensionality to it without being like overwhelming. Yeah. It fits. It's bright. Mm -hmm. For sure. I have this like difficult relationship with pairing beers with music. Yeah, and 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 I do too, principally because I'm. I mean, I I've always said I'm not a music fan. I can't say that's really true anymore. There's music I like for sure. Mm -hmm. It is not something that I listen to all the time. It's not something where I need to be surrounded by music all the time. Yeah. But when there are times when I'm like, yeah, well, let me listen to some stuff. Um, but music definitely sets moods very easily and and um yeah. i mean that's kind of the mood is kind of the connecting point right. we're pairing beer with cheese mm -hmm. it's flavor right? right you know so i don't know i i have like i said i have a difficult relationship i'm yeah. open to it i don't necessarily get it i've never mm -hmm. found one where it's like this combined with that, like the mm -hmm. taste and music combined, makes something super special. We have a, a that I wouldn't have had before. Yeah, we have a longtime listener of the show who does like a annual mm -hmm. like beer and song list type thing. And it's cool. It's just I'm, I'm, I'd, 
I don't want to name names. I really respect the person and and his homebrewing skills and his beer, you know, beer industry stuff. Well, yeah, it's just like, just the one thing I'm not going to get is the. Well, I, I don't know if I'm not going to get it. I would love to have that experience yeah. of pairing the perfect taste, whatever it is, with the perfect song. Mm-hmm. So, like those those sensations, flavor and and song are so far apart. Mm-hmm. For me, that they don't interconnect yeah. so much. Like there, there is too much stuff in the way. Now yeah, you can align that point. stuff well, I point. think, yeah. but I don't think that they ever combine to me into something to make something more than what they both are separately. I'm with you. They're just too far apart to kind of like meld together. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, which... but that was still enjoyable. The song. In, in... Let's do this. Let's do the other Gun Hill because it's a foreign export style. Yes, and. Um, foreign export styles you don't get every day, and the other one's gonna be a barrel aged coffee, something or another. Right, so let's do the export first. Let's do that. Speaking of music, you want to get funky? You get funky at craftyradio.com slash Amazon. That is right, that's where you go when you want to buy, buy funky things. Everything's super funky. Recently, I was uh, telling Jeff, I didn't mention this on the pre-show, I'll talk about this on the post-show, I bought a cheese-making kit oh, okay. this on, so I could uh, make mozzarella at home, and I've done it several times. Okay. How uh, is it? Like, is it... It's good. Like, it works. It's, it's, a, pre- it's a relatively easy thing to make, actually. Yeah. Um, it, 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 especially, like, the instructions are a little bit... You have to figure out what works for you. And I watched yeah. did a couple of instructions and, and, yeah. and watched a couple of videos and found the process that works. But it turns out that, like, all in all, it takes about two and a half hours in terms of everything, which includes setting everything up, mm-hmm. cleaning everything out. I'm including everything in that. But the actual work you do is about 15 minutes. Okay. So, you know, set everything up, blah, blah, wait. Wait for a thing to be... Mm-hmm. Come back, do a little thing, wait for things to beep, come back, do a little thing. That, yeah. So 50 minutes of work, two and a half hours of stuff, including setting up, cleaning down. You get a big glob of mozzarella. Yeah, a nice big glob of mozzarella, yeah. Nice. And it's good, you know, then if you have some tomatoes and especially some basil. Oh, yeah, man. You are in heaven, and it's full milk mozzarella because you just use burger and milk. It's great. You can get some buffalo milk. Yeah, where? <laughs> Milk a buffalo, man. <laughs> I, I did not see buffalo milk on Amazon mm. or craftyradio.com slash Amazon, rather. Maybe you would see it there. Who knows? All right. So, this is a foreign export stout from Gun Hill. It's their 2019 pilot series. It's uh, called Light Stout? Or. Mm-mm-mm. No. <laughs> I want to see if you can get this. Void. Yes. The label's weird, right? Yes, it yeah. is. The label's real weird. Void. Yeah. It's just struck, light is struck out. It, it's void something light. I can't read what that says. It's two letters. I see it's two letters. It looks like O-I. Not O-I. The first letter is O. <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> booger if you know. have void 
of yes, oh, void of light. Oh, it's an F. It's an F, like remember you know those old Fs in the like Constitution and stuff like that. Okay. That look kind of like S's. Okay. Like big S's. Okay, so I... Oh, okay, down here in the sub-label, chocolate and coconut. That's why it doesn't taste like A, or smell like A4 and export stout. <laughs> it, it tastes more like an Almond Joy. It smells more like an Almond Joy. 7.9% you get in your taste and your smell's confused. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Same kind of thing, man. It's not like music and beer. Well, the interesting thing to me is that there's taste and there's smell and they combine mm-hmm. the flavor. Oh, yes. All right, so chocolate coconut for an export stout. The it dr- is void of light, right? If you hold on to the light, it doesn't get through. It's a pig, uh, for sure. It has tan highlights. It smells very interesting. Not super viscous, right? If you do this thing, you're not mm. getting a huge amount of like viscosity. Eight per, uh, like seven point nine percent, so almost eight percent. Onto the flavor. I mean, the coconut is huge. The chocolate is huge. The chocolate kind of comes across as like unsweetened bitter chocolate, mm. Mm. but the sweetness comes from the malt, so it's kind of balanced in there. Mm. Coconut is. Good. I think. I think as I get through my tiny little sample here, it's going to start overpowering. Though it, it's kind of like on the edge. Yeah, there's a little like there's kind of a of a stringency here mm-hmm. that makes me not think export stout. Well, no, me... foreign export should be like this astringent. I mean, it should be kind of a bitter, ashy, mm-hmm. multi like boozy. Mm. This is almost eight percent. Yep. Well, but the, thing the, is, the with, coconut with, is lifting with, it. The coconut that does does coconut a good job of lifting. And it. chocolate. Forget about the foreign export. It's just just called imperial stuff at that point. Sort of, but the, but then you have this. So if foreign export is supposed to be this ashy, yeah. then it's working. Um, as the ashy note that's coming through, and the nice thing is at least that when mm-hmm. you sip it again. The coconut lifts that bitter out for a time. Then the bitter dominates again. Now, if if you're saying that I don't I don't recognize I don't think that's I mean I don't recognize that from foreign export styles. This like completely when I think of foreign ashy. Export, when I think of foreign export styles. I think of a little bit more like not imperial stout boozy, but more than dry stout boozy. Sure, right? And then it's going to be. Kind of more roast malt, right? So you're going to get ashy things. Not this ashy though. This is pretty astringent. This this has ashy for days. That's kind of what I'm thinking of when I think of foreign exports. I really like. I'm at the point in the show where the the ABV on this is like crushing me like, like like i'm i mean i'm taking small sips and like it seems like a mainlining alcohol like, like, it does the alcohol is is very apparent on this one i i i feel like especially at the beginning the coconut was lifting up mm-hmm. now i it is trying to do too much heavy lifting in it. it's straining yeah. a bit yeah uh, 
Not sure I like it that much. Uh, if you like the sweet, you know, sweet beers, you might do it. I mean, for me, it doesn't have enough nuance and enough complexity to it. And since I'm starting to feel buzzed, I'm, for me, it's not worth my sobriety. So okay, well, I th- into a dump can it goes. <clears throat> so our last beer is from Six Point, which has their their thin, small, like or thinner, taller energy cans. drink cans. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones from Six Point I remember we really loved is their Rad. Remember their Radler? Yeah, yeah, that for was sure. great. That was it. Tastes like a beer cocktail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. It was one of the first like beer cocktails that we really, I think, sunk our teeth into. Yeah. Really I mean, a normal Radler is is kind of a German Helles or Pilsner mm-hmm. with lemonade, right? Uh, Six Points Rad was kind of like with grapefruit juice. And I don't remember exactly like what the base beer really tasted like. I just remember like, what? Yeah, tart, tangy, grapefruit juice, beer, cocktail. Love it. Okay, so are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the uh, read the back of this sucker. Uh, deep in the rainforest of Madagascar lies Ooh. one of the most coveted spices ever discovered. The decadent vanilla bean. What? In four beans, rich brew from beans and barley, a special blend of liquid aged in rye whiskey and bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. meets Madagascar vanilla to fuse Baltic myth and treasured spice. Four beans has returned. This is 11% alcohol by volume, barrel-aged porter with cocoa husk, coffee, and Madagascar vanilla added. Okay. Very dark with red tannish highlights. It smells oxidized to me. I'm not getting it. I'm getting coffee. I'm getting now. I'm, the okay, vanilla. so I had to. I had to swirl. Okay. Bit. I had to. I'm getting coffee. Gets... I'm getting the vanilla. I'm getting peppery thing, like almost like a cayenne. I smelled the cayenne like when we first poured it. I mean, that was the first thing I got. It was like cayenne pepper type thing. Yeah. I'm curious if this is going to taste oxidized at all. It still smells a little bit oxidized to me. It doesn't taste oxidized. Oh. It okay. It tastes, tastes peppery. It tastes malty and sweet. It tastes... The vanilla really didn't come through in the first sip. The coffee. Oh, I disagree, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> For me, I didn't get a ton of vanilla. I didn't get a ton. I got, I got like um, a malted milkshake type flavor, right? I got this huge mm-hmm. kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, malt. Yeah, yeah. Van- so maybe that's vanilla. It's the vanilla ice cream and malt, you know. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, for me, it was kind of like a malted milkshake. The vanilla really, for me, carries through in the end. There's a lot of barrel here, too. There, there's a good. Is a good oh, that's bit. right. There it's was not, rye whiskey and bourbon. Yeah. It was a good sort of oakiness here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to this, but but it, it's coming through and and it's, uh, well, but it's clean. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's deliberate where the uh, Gun Hill didn't seem deliberate. Yes. 
This is not confused. Yeah. The gun handle seems a little confused. This is not confused. Um, this one's, yeah, this one's like in tune. Yeah. Yes, very much. It, it's it's really in tune. It's not, yeah, it's not going, mm. it, it, it's not flopping around. Um, it's pretty damn good, yeah. uh, but I'm going to sip it slowly. Mm-hmm. 11%. It's, uh, yeah, it's strong. I mean... It doesn't, it, but the apparent, the alcohol isn't quite as apparent. Yeah, it hides the booziness yeah. for sure. There's a little bit of after you swallow it in the back of your throat, you get a kind of a whiskey type burn. Mm-hmm. But on your tongue, you don't taste eleven percent imperial stout. That's pretty good. Are you ready to the, rank? Yes, absolutely. I, I like how the barrel plays on this beer. Yeah. I, oh yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in here. A lot of good stuff. Hmm. Mm. So I agree with that for sure. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, we forgot this one. You probably. I'm thinking you're gonna switch those two, but that's all right. Man, from, you're right. <laughs> from when you're the, right. You're right. From the bottom, I'm gonna put the Gun Hill, uh, the um, foreign export the void coconut of void of light. Void of light. Uh, the coconut and the chocolate just were not well executed. It was clumsy. And I'm gonna put the Gun Hill hazy. They're. Uh, Hayes Complex in uh, fifth place. So, I mean, not a great showing for Gun Hill. Sorry, guys. Um, it was kind of... the That was the one that had that kind of lemony flavor. Yeah, it, it right? had lemony, but it wasn't it wasn't super expressive, and it felt a little like... Um, yeah. Like it was almost holding back a bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. Yeah, I'm going to put the Cigar City in fourth place. I wanted more cookie flavor, and this was cinnamon. It had more snickerdoodle than oatmeal raisin cookie, so I'm going to put it there. I, it was fine, but, I mean, we were talking about that Platform Prantles beer, which is, like, amazing. It's it's up there with some of the best shorts, like, dessert beers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's that's where my expectation is, and this one's, like, missed it. Um, Ballast Point, and I'm going to put this in third place, I think. It had some neat flavors going on. I wish it was fresh. I wish the grapefruit hops were still there. Um, minty, sprucey, oniony. had some neat things going on to it. Um, but it did taste stale. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of lucky that it ended up in third place. I think so, too. Um, but I think that, that that's the, the, the interesting... Like, the flavors they use were interesting enough yeah. to pull it out of that. Yeah. Uh, Life in the Clouds, I'm going to put that in second place. That was kind of what you're looking for in a Hazy IP. It's two hops, Simcoe and Mosaic. Um, but it wasn't your stereotypical application. Like, I was getting more papaya. And that was mm-hmm. it was pleasant. And it, w- it was a good drinker. And there's more in that can. That's going to be the first thing I drink in the post-show. And then the Barrel Age 4 Bean from Six Point. Um, probably the best beer we've had from them since Rad. This is a really good beer. Mm-hmm. It's 11% Imperial Stout with bourbon and rye whiskey barrels and vanilla beans and coffee and 
whatever else, and it is good. Cacao, I believe. Cacao husks. Cacao husks. I mean, it's probably four beans and, <laughs> you know. Uh, so my, I agree mostly with Jeff, a slight differentiation, which he actually exactly pointed out when he was pulling out the mm-hmm. mirrors. Uh, Void of Light in, in, in last place. Uh, too ashy for me. Um... And the, and the coconut thing that, that increased it didn't last long enough. Haze complex in fifth place, uh, better, but still like not what I'm looking for mm-hmm. from Hazy. Uh, Ballast Point with their sculpin for me is in fourth place. I enjoy what it's doing, and I really think that those things would work. I would like it to be fresher. If it were fresher, it might have beaten the oatmeal raisin cookie mm-hmm. from Cigar City for me, but I really got oatmeal raisin cookie out of that, which is what they advertised. And when I get what I advertised, I like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, in second place, the Collective Arts, which, if anything, might have been enhanced by the music just because it went well. I mean, like not like not like it worked, but like but the, it worked for me. Yeah, I mean, the music, music was in your alley, right? The music was, was in my alley, and it was like, oh, okay, now I have a new artist to look at, and at the same time, I kind of see how it goes together. And the beer is pretty good. And the beer was good. And and the the, the beer was pretty good. The music was pretty good. Okay, I can I can latch on to that. Um, if if other breweries want to introduce me to music, yeah, bring it yeah. on. Uh, and then yeah, the six point's really good. <laughs> it, it's. It's funny because the eleven percent is like the energy drink version of alcohol, right? It's it's, <laughs> it's in, a tiny it's in that it's in that like Red Bull thing, but it's like that boom. that alcohol boom instead of that Red Bull boom. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode five hundred two. Oh damn! I'm sorry. I meant to play something. Hold on a second. Here comes the thing that he meant to play. Go for it. Welcome to episode or welcome. Thank you for listening to episode 502. We really do appreciate it. If you want to email us, email us with the email address beer at craftbeerradio.com. Uh, Greg doesn't do Twitter anymore. Nope. I'm still at my same old address. Please, my Twitter is gone. I'm sure you can find me if you want to, but I have not tweeted much lately. I've got some, got some shit going on. Thanks, everyone, and we'll be back again probably next week. Hopefully. Happy summer, everybody.